What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Real Estate Q&A. Today, we are second last one before Christmas. And we got uh, Sad in the house tonight. And uh, I'm excited. We got some great, great content tonight. Lots of good questions. Some of them are going to challenge me, as I said in my advertising. I think that they might challenge uh, Sad. I'm hoping not, because I'm hoping wherever I'm challenged, he's not. Um, <laughs> but it's going to be fun. And uh, I mean, we were here to answer your questions. So it's, it's I'm, I'm excited, uh, very excited about this episode. So now maybe we should get into the first question, which is going to be, there's an assignment sale closing on July 5th in 2022. I am seeing other assignment sales coming up now. I'm interested in selling my pre-construction unit, but I don't know what to do. And I asked my lawyer, and he's taking a very long time to reply. How do I know what it is worth right now? Ooh, that's an interesting one. Um, Sad, you want to start off with this one? Well, I mean, yeah, for, for, for comparables, so the assignment is closing on January 5th. So like, it's like a month from now. Yeah. So for comparables, well, in this uh, question, you said there's other assignments already listed. So you can use some of those uh, to compare what your unit is. If they're, I'm assuming that uh, the ones that are listed are similar size, similar layout. Um, and if that's the case, that could sort of give you a guideline. Um, your realtor should know that. Um, yeah. Your lawyer is not going to know that. The lawyer is just going to be looking at paperwork. Um, they can give you an estimate from what they know, but I don't think they're going to be as accurate as the realtor. Yeah, lawyers are going to be more involved in the paperwork and the title and the closing and the stuff. That, that, what's it worth is the is a realtor question right that, that's exactly it now the um complication here is going to be a lot of uh assignment sales do not allow you to list it on the mls so that's going to be one of those things where uh you know lawyers uh, not lawyers realtors are going to have to talk amongst each other to get it sold and you know it's going to pretty much can be not low key but it's not going to be as uh mainstream as normal um, and a lot of times the builders have those clauses in there because they don't want you competing with their sales and therefore they put those clauses in. So you can't really sell when they're selling. Yeah. So, but again, you know what, if you're dealing with a uh, realtor with a big brokerage and a lot of, uh, a lot of agents within the brokerage, there's usually you can do an exclusive and uh, realtors share it with each other and then bring them their own clients that they have on database. So that's usually the avenue you would take. Um, again, you can always risk it, but it could be a trouble. So I don't suggest risking it and promoting it. I suggest just let the realtor do the job and let them go amongst themselves and find the clients internally. I think that would be the best route. Um, realtor will be able to get you an approximation because again, you're comparing average of uh, the average sales in the last 90 days, basically. And you're going to compare with units that compare. I mean, you're going to compare the prices with units that have sold that are similar to yours. Yeah. So that's uh, pretty much pre-construction. Um, I purchased a home and we are in our conditional phase. I found a home inspector that's available, but I've heard horror stories about inspections before. How do I know if the person I found on Google is a good choice or if I made a mistake? What should I be looking out for and what questions should I ask? That's a very good question. Um, I mean, first of all, in terms of the home inspector, the, your realtor should should have trusted, like, few very trusted uh, home inspectors that they deal with on the on monthly basis. So 
uh, that's before Google. Yes, I agree with you. Um, another thing you can check is maybe Home All Star, see who has uh, you know, five star ratings and stuff. Yeah. Um, then you can see references, maybe past work. Um, ask them what they do on their inspection. Get the technical aspects from them, and see what they uh, do and don't, and see how knowledgeable they are on that. Second thing I would suggest is maybe interview three or four. Don't just go with the first person you talk to and see the differences. Some and of them, them yeah, sometimes you can tell. Let them send you uh, previous reports from, yes. from, from properties they inspected. For similar, if you're buying a detached, let them send you like the latest detached they did and look at that report, see if, it, if it's making sense. If you have any questions, I think that would help a little bit. Absolutely. Ask them how long they've been in the business. Um, and again, references always help because uh, a reputable one has dealt with other realtors, maybe even call the other realtor who's dealt with that person and see what that person has to say. Yeah. yeah. So I'm currently living in the city and plan to retire in about 10 years. I want to purchase land in uh, Niagara Falls or North in Collingwood, Barrie area. My intention is to buy the land and then build my final home and retirement home. What do I need to know? When I go and look for land to buy, well, one thing is you need to know what uh, permits are available and how it's zoned. Because if it's zoned for commercial and you want to build a house, not going to happen. Yep. Same thing if it's zoned for industrial. So you need to know zoning. You have to know where the uh, city wells are. Like not wells. You have to know if it's municipal water or whether it's wells or whether there's a septic tank and stuff like that. That's something that has to be looked on. Um, also, you, you should be able to go from to the city or your realtor can go to the city and find out what kind of permits they're approving in the area at that time. And if there's uh, any uh, planned changes for the future, because you can buy something where they would approve it today, but maybe the plan might change and they will uh, not approve it in 10 years when you want to retire. So you need to know what's in the future plans from the city to know if there's going to be any obstacles going forward. Yeah, and also you need to know what the square footage uh, they're going to allow you to build on this on this piece of land because maybe you want a certain square footage that uh, let's say you want twenty five hundred or three thirty five hundred square foot and 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 based on that land what it, what they allow you is only like eighteen hundred so then you you gotta know what how much square footage you can build on it as a home and that's not including the basement space. That's true too, right? And yeah. that's that's a very good point, right? Like, also, you should know what's going to be in the area. Now, if you have this piece of land that you're buying and everything's hunky dory, then they build a shopping mall next door to you. You may not be happy about that. Yeah, and also, like in terms of like uh, allowances, also the uh, the height. Some people want to do high ceilings because you're doing a custom home. So. Some people they want to, because they're doing a custom home, they want to take advantage, they want to do high ceilings. You need to know the height too. Yeah, that's right. Because sometimes they may not allow two stories. And if yeah. they allow two stories, it might be with a maximum of nine foot ceilings, right? Because they may not, you know, there's a certain height. You might be uh, blocking a flight path. I doubt it with a house, but you just never know. And if it's blocking something or you're blocking someone else's view, they bought a home, like, or they bought a condo in the area for a certain view. And now you're blocking that view from them. The city yeah. may not allow that because, um, you know, you're, you're disrupting their enjoyment. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, that's stuff the realtor could look up. Lawyers could look up as well. 
and you can look it up through the city. Through the city, yeah. Okay, so number four, I am being sent to work on a project out of this country for a year. I was working, sorry, I was watching the news in the past where they talked about taxing vacant homes. If I'm gone for a year and my home is empty, does this mean it's vacant and I'm going to have pay, have to pay taxes on it? That is very interesting and usually something you talk to a tax accountant about. Um it's really, really, see, the thing is, this is still your primary home. You haven't moved from your primary home. So technically, you still occupy it. You're just away from work. Yeah. The, your, your furniture is there. Your stuff is there. It's not like you vacant it. Like, it's not vacant. Right. It's just nobody happens to be there because you're away from work. Yeah. It's a touchy subject. I would still check with a uh, tax accountant um, just to be sure. But I don't imagine that's not, you know, considering all your mail or all your bills, everything's still going to the house. I would imagine it's not considered vacant. Yeah. So that would be my opinion. Again, best option for that is to check, you know, confirm that with a tax accountant because um, they've changed the rules so many times. Anything could be possible. I, I just don't think it would be, uh, you know, considered vacant. Okay, number five, I have a downtown, sorry, a condo in downtown Toronto. My realtor told me that the listing price for this condo should be around 650000 but I see new builds going up and advertising that they are selling for around 700000 I want to list for the same 700000 My condo is only four and a half years old, but my realtor says that I am asking for too much. How can this be? Am I correct that I can sell for seven hundred? Or is the realtor right and there's something I'm not understanding? Um, a little yeah. bit of both here. <laughs> yeah, so uh, what, what the realtor means in this case that you're going to get the 700, but it's just a selling strategy to list it at uh, 650 and then uh, or 649 and let the uh, like the buzz happen and the attention and the showings. And, and then when the offer night comes in, a lot of offers would come in, you would get the 700. Now, if you list it at 700, you're eliminating a huge amount of buyers from even taking a look at the property or considering it. So that's why he's is asking to list six fifty. It doesn't mean it will sell exactly for six fifty. Right, and the other thing is maybe that's something you should get clarified with your realtor because if he thinks it's only going to sell at six fifty, there could be other reasons as well. Like prime example, you said it was four and a half years old. Um, maybe, uh, maybe there's other features to the other building that yours doesn't have. Um, sometimes, uh, condo new builds price based on future, uh, uh, appraisal, not current appraisal. So at the normal six and a half percent, they might've, by the time they're built and ready to go, it might be, uh, you know, speculated that they're going to be worth the 700. So it may not actually be there at this point. So that could be future cost. Um, at the same time, again, like Sad said, it could just be a marketing tactic to get people to come in and bid. Um, so I think you should get clarification from the realtor on that to, to figure out what a strategy is. Um, at the same time, again, new construction, like I said, tends to get a little bit more because they're future pricing at the same time. So it could be either, or, um, I will get clarification on that. Um, and at the same time, it's just an estimate and you don't know what features the other building has yet. Maybe they have a pool and other amenities that you don't. Um, and that might be, uh, 
accounted for there. Maybe they have an extra Perkins spot that you didn't know about. So I, I would, you know, get the comparison to see what exactly is the same and what exactly is different between the Nucon unit and the one that you want to sell. And then uh, you can get a better idea of what the difference is and why, where, where the justification of that price is. So uh, again, it could just be a strategy and we're in a market now where you can try to sell a pencil in a house for a dollar and it'll sell for over asking. So, you know, like it's just, it's just that kind of a market now. Yeah. So number six, I have a home that needs a new furnace and probably should change the air conditioner at the same time since they're both very old. I'm planning on selling the home in the spring, so I don't want to put 5,000 to 7,000 on this now. When I plan to sell it, I am thinking about renting it or financing it and hopefully transfer it to the new buyer. I have told a couple of friends about my idea. One thinks it's a great idea and says the market is hot. It won't make a difference in the sale. The other friend thinks it's not wise and I should pay the money to get fixed. What are your thoughts? Ooh, well, number one is I don't think you should listen to your friends and your home decision. Um, yeah, he's just getting an opinion. <clears throat> yeah. Like- but I'm saying it's not, it's not an opinion. Like, take it with a grain of salt because you don't really know, like, unless your friends are realtors or have been in the market, really the, 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 the market dictates what's going to happen from this. Um, the market is hot right now, but it could be a deterrent and you can get lower offers as a result of having, you know, because let's, let's face it, people do not want to pay financing charges. When they buy a home, they expect to buy the home with everything paid for now you'd have to disclose that it's not paid for and that might that might affect the offers you're getting yeah yeah so if it's not working then they need to fix it right away i don't know if it's working or not but if it's not working they need to fix it and yes it's recommended to be paid up front because that's five to seven grand investment they're making they will get it back more when they sell it as as a brand new furnace like if they spend seven grand that will get them in the offers more than seven grand um but if 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 it's if it's not if it's working and everything is good and they're not willing to invest seven grand at this point, they can they can just sell it as is and then the new buyer would would uh, invest in new stuff because if they leased it or financed it or whatever rented, um, it could be like a hundred and eighty dollars per month kind of thing. I don't know what the package they get, but but that's yeah that will have impact on the sale on the selling price. Absolutely. And some of those agreements have ridiculous buyouts. So yeah. the new owner would be stock paying for something they do not want to pay yeah, for. Yeah. It's um, better to have an old one than have a $100, $180 monthly bill. You know? Yes, exactly. And again, it will reflect in the offers. Less people will offer on it and your offers won't go as high because it's a psychological thing as well. Because people yeah. look at it and say, if I have to pay this for the furnace, what else isn't fixed? So now they get tend to be a little worried. Yeah. So that, that's just, uh, that's our opinion. All right, number seven. I've interviewed two different agents to sell my home. One of them is a team owner. The other works for himself. I'm getting two conflicting answers and don't know which is right. Can you help clarify? The team agent says that it's best to deal with a team on your sale because they have a group of people to help market my home and can reach more people easily. And as a result, I'll get more money for my home. If I go to an, oh yeah, where did I lost it? My money, he's going to get more money for my home. If I go to an agent that's on their own, the home won't reach as many people and dealing with one person is limited in terms of resources. 
The agent working by himself says that if I go with a team, then it's going to be totally impersonable. And I will see the team leader once to get a signature and then never hear from that person again. I will get new agents with little experience and the rest of the rest of the way. And I will have less service as a result. When I asked about marketing aspect where the team says more people will see it, the sole agent said that it was false and the listings go to on the MLS. So the same people see it anyways. I'm really not sure what to believe or do. What are your thoughts? Do you want to start first, John? Yes. Okay. Now, there's some points to both. Uh, at the end of the day, generally, if you deal with the team leader at the beginning, you won't see him throughout the process. It will be his uh, team that will take care of it. Um, whether they're new or not, you can ask who's taking it, who's going to be uh, involved and get their background. Generally, the team leader is there backing them up when needed. So it's not like you're completely abandoned. Um, in terms of more people seeing it, um, I'm not really sure that is going to be the truth completely because, yes, everything is on the MLS. And, yes, buy, home buyers search the MLS, whether through realtor.ca, whether through the agent's website or what, whatever, they are going to see it as well. Um, now, it really comes down to what's the team's marketing plan versus the solo agent's marketing plan. You should compare with the marketing plan, and that can kind of give you an idea of where it's going to go. If you're expect like if they're expect like both their plans are basically stick a sign in a lot and see who shows up, well, then really that they're not doing much. But if one's gonna go beyond that, one's gonna send out postcards, one of them's gonna do uh, video, one of them's gonna do um, you know um, um, a, a floor plan, right? Like then there's more value and then they're spending money into the marketing. Chances are that person's gonna reach more person because their marketing plan is more elevated, but. Um, if it's one of those um, instances where um, they're both doing the same thing, then probably is you're going to get the same viewership. It shouldn't matter. Deal with whoever you feel comfortable with. Um, again, it's a personal preference. Now, a lot of times if you're dealing with a solo agent, you probably know that person or you get to know that person, you know who you're dealing with. If you're comfortable calling the same person and you only want to call that person, then go with the solo agent. If it's one of those things that um, you, you like the idea that multiple people are working on your home, go with the team. Um, again, it comes down to the marketing plan, and that's what I think. You have to look at it with their offering and then judge it based on that. What do you okay. think, Zach? So my point, I mean, my opinion on this matter is, so in terms of exposure, in terms of MLS and exposure and marketing of the property, I don't think there is a difference between the team and individual. If, if that individual is, 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 is a great agent and successful producing agent, because at the end of the day, they're the same platforms. They're going to be posted on all those platforms, the same thing. Now, if the team leader is willing to be involved in everything and, and, and put that in the contract, then okay, that's great. Because now you know you're dealing with the team. Ask them for that. Be like, if you're going to take that listing, I don't want to be dealing with your, uh, you know, team members. I want to be dealing with you. I hired you, not your, not your individual teammates. Um, if he's if he's willing to do that and it's on the contract, then that's amazing. But if if he's like, no, I can't, blah, stuff, start making excuses, then I don't think it will, it was in a good fit because. The, uh, the individual uh, agent is doing this is doing the same thing like. He doesn't need teammates in, in, in most of the cases because 
um, he likes to maybe he's taking care of the clients in in, in a very uh, in a, like he wants to make sure everything is going the way he wants it. Then that's why he doesn't. So what I'm trying to say here, if the if the team leader is only going to be in the first meeting and not going to see him again, then individual team agent will be better unless the team leader is willing to be in every part of the process, not only the signature part when he gets the listing. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I I see what you're saying there. It's um, again, it comes down to what are they offering. You have to really get in the details and really get yeah. into it. Um, again, what are the uh, team's expertise? Each member that's going to be involved. How many people are going to be involved? Is there going to be one person? Then really, it's just the team leader passing it off to one person. Is it going to be multiple people? And what are their roles going to be? What are they doing? How are their roles going to you know bring you more people? I think you need the details on that. I'm again, you know what? A lot of times I say gut feeling tells you everything. So interview them both and, uh, you know, follow your gut. If your gut says that uh, something seems off, then listen to it and then go with the the opposite. So, I mean, again, it all comes into the details and the details should tell you what, what you need and what's going to happen. Because also individual agents, they deal with the home stagers that they deal with. They deal with the photographers that they deal. With. So again, it's still a group thing. It's not a one person thing. But from a real estate point of view, it's that one person that you're dealing with that you hired that you trusted. So you trusted him and you trusted the people, the trades that he's going to hire to sell your home. Home stager, photographer, cleaners, um, sometimes handyman for, for few, fixing a few things or touch ups and stuff. Right. So, that also comes into the marketing plan, right? When you ask them that, they should be able to detail the resources there. Yeah. So, and that, and that, that should tell you also, you got to, you know, the single agent might be the new agent too. If you're uncomfortable with a new agent, maybe that's something else to consider. Yeah. Um, so it's just, again, it comes down to the questions like, you know, get the marketing plan, get a detailed explanation of what they plan on doing and see which one, you know, excites you more. Okay, number eight, I saw a lease that's been on the market for 46 days. My client asked why it's been on the market for so long. Would you ask the listing agent? I think I would just get positive answers and not the full picture. I tend to agree with you. You probably won't get the full picture. Um, chances are, if a lease has been on the market for 46 days, especially in this market, my initial reaction is going to be one of two things. Either that the price is too high or the landlord is being so picky that he's rejecting everybody. Yep. Um, those are the two main reasons I can think of. Yeah. Yeah. Has, yeah. It's more, mainly it's one of them. <laughs> yeah. Or it could be that the property is um, in very bad shape and the landlord doesn't want to fix it. Could have, you know, maybe it has, uh, you know, it's infested with bugs. Maybe it's got uh, rodents and, Everybody's going in there, sees all the evidence of that, and they don't want to move in for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, it could be any of that. More than likely, though, it's going to be that the landlord's being very picky and the uh, price is too high. So I'm going to look online to see if there's any more questions. And okay, none on Facebook. Let's go to YouTube. My channel. We're gonna go live. I might hear it. Saved. 
Okay, nothing on YouTube. And one last one. We're going to go to LinkedIn. In my profile. Post views. Come on. There we go live and no questions on LinkedIn that haven't been answered. So, okay. So that's been the Q&A. Now let's have a little uh, conversation on the market. We are on December 2nd, and I'm finding the market is still hot. Oh, yeah. Um, bidding wars are still happening. I haven't seen any flop. Nope. Now I'm finding that there's a few homes that are not going up as high as they were before. And I'll give you an example. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll use the last few offers that I've had in uh, Niagara. So house will be listed at 399 and about three weeks ago, that 399 would sell for about 550 on average, 540, 550. Um, the last one, which was about five days ago, same 399, 389, something stupid like that. And it, and it sold for 480. Still went up a lot, still going over asking, and it's the market value is still there, obviously. Um, the, the, don't worry, the seller didn't lose money. He actually made money. But it's one of those things that still heated, but the offers aren't uh, climbing as high. Again, small percentage difference. Now, that's just been one experience in Niagara. Outside of Niagara might be different. Everyone might have had different uh, experiences because I've seen homes that still went to 300,000 over as well. But either case, we're still multiple offers, still heated. Um, what's going to happen going forward? I don't see it slowing down. I see uh, the demand still high. I still, um, again, and people are projecting that uh, interest rates are going to rise in the new year. So a lot of buyers want to get in, take advantage of the current interest rates. So I think that's going to keep the market high a bit. Um, anything could happen, but I haven't seen a slowdown yet. I mean, listings are still getting 30, 40 uh, appointments. Um, will it go right to Christmas? I'm not sure. Um, I think it'll go close to Christmas. Like, I still think that we'll, we'll get uh, a Russia, you know, on December 20th. Maybe the ideal time to look or put offers is between the 23rd and the 26th. Might get lucky that way. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, other than that, I think we're pretty much going to continue this throughout the new year. I mean, the most uh, areas I'm seeing, like, the, the, uh, the, it's really hot and, and a lot of crazy number of offers and over asking is Halton region, Oakland mainly. Crazy stuff happening there for the past two or three months. Un unbelievable i agree like it, it's what can i say this is the market we're in yeah right mm -hmm. like uh again it comes down to the best thing you could do is get pre-approved and go in with a firm offer yep yep the, uh, a few weeks ago there was a listing uh it was listed way lower than what it's the value is like it was listed almost 200 to 300 thousand dollars less than what's the market value of the property it, uh, it ended up selling 400 more than the market value. Wow. After 36 offers. That is nuts. Yeah. My last 30, offer hit, yeah. hit 30. Yeah. So that, kind of crazy. That's the market we're in. But that was yeah. 
before. So I guess now it's going to cool down. But at the same time, less number of listings we will have because people are on holidays, people are traveling, people don't cannot list their homes. So yes, there will be less buyers, but at the same time, less sellers. That's true too. Now here, here's the other thing going to uh, the importance of uh, getting pre-approved. Um, that 480 offer that I mentioned was uh, not my buyer. My buyer went in higher, but he had to have a financing condition and they decided they'd rather take, you know, less money than they take the one with the finance condition. Yeah. So goes to show you sometimes even more money is not enough. So this is the December 2nd edition of the Q&A. We're going to have one more before Christmas, and then we're going to take the Christmas holiday. Um, and that's going to be, I believe, nine, let me look exactly. I think December 16th will be the last Q&A before the new year. So if you got any questions, send us comments, send us uh, an email, send us a message through social media. We will be glad to answer them on the next Q&A. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.